For those of you who are currently struggling with mental health issues, anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, and or eating disorders, please know this is a trigger warning. You may not feel comfortable listening to this episode. I do talk about some things that might hit maybe a little bit too close to home. So just be mindful at any point in this episode, if you feel you should click off, please feel free to do so. Hello, wonderful freedom fairies of the universe. Welcome back to Macro Magic with Michelle. I am your host, Michelle Williams also known as the Freedom Fairy on YouTube, TikTok, and Patreon. And today, I'm so excited to tell you about the story of Ativan. Ativan is a medication I started taking, and in the last episode of Medicated Michelle, I told you about the story of me taking Prozac. And where that story left off was I had seen a specialist for eating disorders to see if I had an eating disorder. Turned out I did. I didn't believe it. And then the specialist ended up calling my mom, I guess, the next morning and let her know that she thinks I need to be taken into a psychiatric hospital to be evaluated because of some things I said in the session the day before. (sighs) Okay, so my mom tells me I'm getting ready for school, almost ready to go out the door, get in the car, go to school. My mom tells the local psychiatric hospital to for you to answer some questions, talk to somebody there. And me, I didn't think anything of it. Um, Just to remind you guys, this is now spring 2007. I did not think anything of it because I was already at that time seeing a psychiatrist. I had seen at least two different doctors. I was already seeing a therapist. You know, sometimes I would have to be checked out of school, taken out of class. So for me to do something regarding my mental health before school, you know, didn't seem like a big deal to me. And I didn't think, you know, the session I had with Batan the night before, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I just, I just thought she was wrong about her diagnosis. But (laughs) anyway, so my mom took me to this mental hospital and I had my school bag with me and I, we just walked into the, I guess, the initial first office, you know, the entrance office or whatever, and they took me to a room, and somebody, some kind of therapist or some, somebody, um, was like, oh, we're just gonna ask you some questions, and I'm like, okay, cool, (laughs) you know, still not thinking anything was up, And so then they asked me, do you know why you're here? And I said, said I should come here. Um, 
and they told me that uh, she thinks I should be be there because of some things I, I said. And I was trying to think back, what could I have said? Um, like, I don't know. I was just answering her questions honestly, truthfully. I just didn't see, like, what is the big deal? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I just thought she was wrong, like I said, about her diagnosis of me. But, I mean, I didn't tell her that. I kept that information to myself. And so, basically, they asked me, once again, um, some of the same questions that Bate had asked me the day before. And uh, specifically, like if I ever thought of hurting myself or hurting others? Answer to both questions, yes. The next question is, uh, did you have a plan? Answer to both questions, yes. Do I feel that way now? No. And I told them once again, then it started to be clear. And I was like, oh, they think I'm gonna do something. <laughs> and then, then it became clear. And I was like, well, I don't feel that way anymore. And that's what I told Bate yesterday. I answered the same exact way. Yes, I have felt the, that way before of hurting myself, hurting others. Yes, I had plans to do both. But do I feel that way now? No. And I said, I did start taking Prozac a few months ago. And I think it's helping because I don't think about that anymore those thoughts don't cross my mind anymore I don't you know like so case closed let me go back to school you know case did not close case blown wide open <laughs> so something else you guys should know like I said this was spring 2007 um, around that time there was a huge story on the news you guys might remember of a school shooting, Virginia Tech school shooting. Yes, so now, I mean, looking back on it, now I see, okay, you know, my therapist was just trying to be extra careful because of what was happening on the news at the time. Um, so it kind of didn't really matter, me saying I don't feel that way, me saying I'm on Prozac, it didn't really matter because it's such a sensitive, and hot topic especially at that time so what ended up happening was I was held I was on a hold it's called 5250 that's what they call it it's a code um, it's a psychiatric hold for 72 hours because they feel like you're a threat to yourself or you're a threat to others and they thought both for me even though I personally did not feel that way and looking back on it, I didn't. I really didn't. Um, I felt fine in that regard. I mean, I still was practicing my eating disorder and I still had, you know, a lot of depression and anxiety and low self-esteem, all that stuff, but I didn't have those intrusive thoughts to do harm. But anyway, I, I ended up being admitted to the mental hospital and, um, I was 16 years old at the time, so I was in the uh, adolescent unit, and they split split them up, you know, girls and boys, and I was just very confused. Um, 
I wasn't necessarily mad. I just, at the time, I just wished they would listen to me, which that is a theme throughout my life. Can people just hear what I'm saying instead of jump to conclusions and not take my word for it, not believe me? But like I said, under those circumstances back then, I understand. But anyway, I was just very confused. I was had a, extra anxiety because now it's like I'm being treated like I'm a threat and I'm not a threat. And it was just very like, I don't know if I can explain it. Um, throughout, throughout my life until that point, I was always like labeled like the good girl. I never made any trouble that people knew of. <laughs> I never made any trouble, you know, like I didn't get in fights with people, you know, um, I did my homework, I did what I was told, I was quiet, but you know, something I say, you have to look out for the quiet ones, people do say that, it's a common saying, but you really do, because that was me, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I didn't cause problems, but I did have a lot of problems within me, and I don't know. Like I said, I guess it was the right call, you know, because they just, they just don't know, you, you know, I don't know, but, um, yeah, so I was there, and so, I guess, you know, every day that you're there, they do just, like, I forget which you call them, but it's basically, like, taking your blood temperature, vitals, that's what they call them. They did vitals every day, and along with that, I can't remember if I saw a psychiatrist when I was there, if I had like a one-to-one session, and I also don't think I saw a therapist, you know, like a one-to-one session. I think it was mostly just like group therapy and um, just like group activities and just like basic stuff like that, you know, Uh, like eating lunch, going to the pottery room, making arts and crafts, going to the gym, like playing basketball, um, watching TV, like nothing really um, too intensive because it's just a hold, you know, it's not really a place for you to heal. It's just a place to contain you. So I just remember that that afternoon, um, you know, the nurses, the psychiatric nurses would pass out medication. Um, if you guys have ever seen the movie Girl Interrupted, you know, there's a couple scenes where the nurse is just giving people medication. Um, in the, in that movie, I guess the nurse was at the window and she would just call out the names and the girls would come up and take their meds. But in this, in the way that it's on a cart and so the nurse would come in with a cart and had all these little cups of medication and so the nurse came at some point that first day and um she had a cup for me oh also too because I had to tell them you know what medications I was on so they knew to give them to me okay so they already knew I was taking Prozac so um the nurse came in um and I think I had already taken, I forget what time of the day I would take my Prozac, but I, so I don't know, she gave me some, I don't remember, but 
anyway, so it's just a time where she was passing out the meds. And so she gave me this little cup, tiny little paper cup, and it had a pill in there. And she's like, oh, uh, the doctor, I don't know if I even met the doctor that she was talking about, but she said, the doctor wants you to take this when you feel anxious. And, um, I was like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> this is how I was, people. I would never be like this anymore. But back then, I was just like, oh, okay. And I just took it. I don't think at the time I even, she even told me the name of it. She, I think she just said, the doctor wants you to take this when you feel anxious. And again, I still didn't know what anxious meant. I still didn't know, like, so I thought, like, the doctor wants me to take it. So I'm just going to take it. And, um... So, when I left, and um, and I think she came back, um, like, the next day and the next day, because, like I said, I was there for three days. So, every day, she would give me a cup with my Prozac, and then she would also put that pill in there. I guess, maybe, to her and to the doctor that prescribed it to me, which I don't think I even met, people. I don't think I... You know, I even talked to the psychiatrist, but I guess they have a, you know, a, a staff psychiatrist there. I mean, it makes sense. It's a mental hospital. Um, but I, so I think exactly how she told me, like, when you feel anxious, keyword, when you feel. But at the time, I, didn't, I had no concept of that. I don't even know what this word means. I'm just going to take these pills every day. So I was just taking Ativan every day. And I don't know, like I said, I don't know if I even knew what it was called. But when I left, um, I guess the, the mental hospital had to contact my psychiatrist at the time. Um, and I think... I'm not sure who my psychiatrist was at this time, honestly. Uh, I saw I saw a few, so I'm I can't really tell you guys. I don't remember who was my psychiatrist at this time, but regardless, the mental hospital was in contact with my current psychiatrist then, and told them like you know how I did over there, and basically I, I basically was a good girl because I you know, didn't feel like I needed to be there. I was just quiet. I was just how I always was quiet, kept to myself. The only thing that was, I think, um, noticeable, I guess, to the staff was that I, I kept on asking them if I looked fat because they don't have mirrors in the mental hospital. <laughs> they don't have mirrors when you're in a place where they're trying to contain you from hurting yourself and hurting others because mirrors are like you could break it you could use a glass to cut people and or yourself so yeah they didn't have mirrors so of course I was really in my eating disorder so I couldn't tell if I looked FAT so I asked everyone around me including the nurses uh and back then I once again people I didn't think anything was wrong with me so I had no concept of like this is weird what you're doing Michelle this is just how I was so I would just ask everyone around me if I looked FAT um 
And so I think the nurses caught on. And so one of them even asked me, like, why are you here? <laughs> you know, because I wasn't, like, acting crazy. You know, I wasn't... Because there were girls that were in there that were clearly, you know, needed to be contained. But me, I was just quiet. And the, the only thing I would say, if I did say anything, was, do I look F-word? So... Uh, yeah, so they were just kind of confused, like, why are you here? <laughs> also, like, do you have an eating disorder? Because I think you should be in a place for eating disorders, girl. Because you ask us, like, 50 times every day. Um, the same question. But anyway, so, yeah. So then, after, after I got out of the hospital, then, uh, my psychiatrist knew that I had been taking Ativan. And so I guess whatever, whoever my psychiatrist was, was like, cool, I guess she's taking an Ativan now. <laughs> so she kept writing me prescriptions for Ativan. And that's how I guess I kind of knew that I was taking a new medication. Um, yeah, because then she just started writing me prescriptions for Ativan. Now, Ativan is, I didn't get into this when I was talking about Prozac, but I think I should tell you guys. Um, Ativan is a small white pill and from what I remember it's flat some pills are kind of rounded you know I mean the shape is round but I'm talking about like the top part of it so I, I from what I remember Ativan had a flat top and then it had a line in the middle so like you could cut it um, some medications you can do that like um, if your doctor only wants you to take a certain amount, because, like, the pills come in certain milligram amounts, and then if your doctor only wanted you to take half or, like, a pill and a half or something like that, that they have a line in it, you could get a pill cutter, which I had. So, anyway, um, yeah, so that's how Ativan was. And, um, um, when I was in the mental hospital, they always gave me the full circle and so um I believe it was only one milligram I think the only other version is two milligrams um and the type of medication Ativan was is a tranquilizer and I know that sounds kind of like to people who don't take medication or don't really know about this stuff it sounds kind of crazy because the only time you ever hear tranquilizer is like when an animal is being crazy and then they shoot a dart at it and then it falls and then it's all like able to be handled, you know? Um, so when, so when I found out it was a tranquilizer, I was like, whoa, that's kind of weird. Like I'm a crazy wild animal and they're going to shoot me with a dart <laughs> so I could be passive. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, and even when I told other people that, like my friends who were not taking medication or knew anything about that world they thought it was like really weird um but anyway yeah so it's a tranquilizer so um so it, I think it was only one milligram and so once again whoever my psychiatrist was did not really explain explain it to me all this stuff that I know about it I knew more after I took the medication than when I was taking the medication. 
So my doctor didn't really explain it to me, so I kept taking Ativan one milligram every day. And um, further on down the line, I saw different psychiatrists and they, you know, kind of told me their own thing about it. Um, and it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like when I saw a new psychiatrist, it wasn't like they were very thorough with me. How it was 99% of the time was whether it was my first visit to them or, you know, I had been seeing them for a while, all it really was was like a five-minute session. Basically, how do you feel? I would tell them and they would either just say, okay, cool, um, and write me a... I think write me a, a pers a, the same prescription like to keep up my routine or they would write me uh, a new prescription like increasing the dose or adding a new medication. They didn't really tell me like what the pills were really for or how they might make me feel or anything. It was just like, okay, how do you feel? And I would tell them, oh, I feel okay cool and they would just like write the same prescription next <laughs> see you next month um or if I'd say oh I feel s I can't sleep so this is what I'm saying with Ativan so at one point I switched psychiatrists and I don't remember who exactly I was seeing I, th I think it was Dr. Kathy when I was in Riverside when I went to school in Riverside um I don't remember her last name but I know her name was Kathy because she looks like a Kathy, and that's how I remembered it. But um, I think because I was having a lot of problems sleeping when I went to school in Riverside, so uh, I told her that, and she was like, oh, well, you're already taking Ativan, which should be helping you with your sleep. And I was like, what, really? <laughs> I was like, really? Because it's not helping. <laughs> Um, and she's like, well, how long have you been taking it? Because um, I, I started seeing Dr. Kathy, I think, uh, 2009, 2010-ish. And uh, so I told her, I said, well, I've been taking it for a couple years. Like, I don't know, like three years probably. Maybe longer. Three or four years at that point. And she's like, oh, well, you know... Uh, you're only supposed to take it like half a pill when you need it. And I was like, well, I didn't know that back then. I didn't even know what anxiety was. <laughs> they just told me, the doctor told me to take it and I took it. So yeah, so that was kind of annoying that I wasn't told really, I wasn't explained for three years. I saw like I don't know how many psychiatrists and no one ever really took the time to explain it to me. And so I was just taking this tranquilizer every day. Um, so she told me, yeah, just, you can just take half of it when you feel like it. And she's like, well, it, and so I was like, oh, okay, cool. So with that knowledge, um, I think, I think I tried to do that, but the thing was I couldn't sleep. It just, I couldn't sleep. <laughs> even if I uh, took half a pill, even if I took none of it, whatever. So then 
eventually I told her again, I can't sleep. And she's like, well, I think you probably got a tolerance to it, you know, because I was taking it every day for so long. So then, I mean, this is, this is now probably, uh, probably the year 2011, 2012-ish. Yeah, 2011 for sure that we were talking about this. And um, just to kind of like uh, wrap up this this story with Adivan is that uh, sometime, actually no, the next, the next year in 2012, um, there's a whole situation which I think I'm going to talk to you guys about um, in a different episode, but there was a situation where uh, I took myself off of my medications, and it was not a good situation whatsoever. As you should already know, you're not supposed to just stop your medication. Um, So I'll get more into that, but in a different episode. But so I had already gone through that period, um, the end of 2011 and I stopped taking all my meds and then, and then, um, shortly after then I started taking them again, but I still couldn't sleep. And talking about astrology for a minute, uh, this was 2012 where I really, the sleeping issue was the worst it was ever in my whole life. 2012 was the worst year for my sleep. Um, and it was a nine fire year for me. What that means in the nine star key astrology, it's a type of astrology based off of the patterns of energy on earth the transformations of energy, there's five transformations, fire, soil, metal, water, and tree. It's derived from ancient, excuse me, ancient Chinese wisdom. And it's the same wisdom they use in Chinese medicine, same wisdom they use in feng shui, macrobiotics. It's the same basis. So anyway, it was a nine fire year for me. So I just... And currently, I'm in a nine fire year. So my personal experience and my understanding is that when you are someone like me, who was born in a one water year, to be in a nine fire house is very difficult. And I really believe that something people can go through when they're in a nine fire year is insomnia, just problem sleeping. So... I think that was a huge part of it. Of course, there's many other factors. But anyway, the year 2012, I already graduated from college. And I was seeing, I was going to uh, another eating disorder program, a day program. And I couldn't sleep. I just couldn't sleep. And so I'd be falling asleep in the group therapy. Um... And the other girls in there, there were some girls that were like, Michelle, you're not taking your recovery seriously because you're falling asleep in group therapy. And and it's like, it was kind of annoying to me because it's like, yes, I am. I want to be here. I signed myself up. 
the hospital didn't even want to take me because I thought I was too overweight and like what is this overweight girl she's not gonna die why do we need to help her you know um that's a whole that's a whole thing but uh so my mom kind of you know my mom always wanted to help me she still does always want to help me and so she my mom has been more into alternative treatment before any before I was and she was always trying to like say Michelle let's go to acupuncturist let's see a herbalist she was always saying stuff like that and I was like no that's not real <laughs> look who look what I'm doing now people um you know so so my mom she's like Michelle let's let's go to herbalist um that one of one of your therapists recommended um to see if they can help you with your sleep because people I would cry my mom I couldn't even drive myself I mean this is I couldn't drive myself to my group therapy because uh it would give me so much anxiety I had so much road rage plus I wasn't sleeping so it's just not plus I'm on medication people forget you're not supposed to be driving when you're taking these medications yet pretty much everyone is medicated and everyone's driving like people should not be driving when they're on medication but it's just a not sustainable system that we have and that's why I have this podcast and that's why I'm telling you guys these things but so finally I was like okay I was just such in a desperate place I wasn't sleeping for days I wouldn't sleep and I would cry my mom would be driving me home from 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 my uh, day program and I'd be crying in the car because I couldn't sleep like I was trying to like sleep in the car and I couldn't sleep in the car like I just couldn't sleep and so my we had tried like (sighs) there was this new NyQuil available probably still available and it's it's supposed to just help you sleep like it's not supposed to have the same ingredients as like regular NyQuil for you know when you're sick it was supposed to be just for sleeping so I was taking that and it still wasn't working and it was just so frustrating um so anyway I finally my mom finally got me to take an appointment at the the herbalist and the same kind of thing the lady the herbalist she was asking me a whole bunch of questions I was answering her you know standard whenever you see some a healthcare professional ask the same kind of questions so I was just answering her questions honestly truthfully because I I was just like you know f it who cares let me take some herbs let me sleep I don't care I just need to sleep and at the end of the session she was just like she really felt like just like a huge sigh like she's like I can't do anything for you she's like you are on way too many medications nothing I give to you will make any difference (laughs) and I was like cool (laughs) I was like great like great this is so awesome so I'm never gonna sleep in my whole life because I at that time I 
I was being told, and this was my understanding, I have to take these medications my whole life. So I guess I'm not sleeping. (laughs) So that was just like a very uh, interesting thing. And I even told her, I said, well, I told her, I said, well, this medication Ativan is supposed to help me sleep. And she's like, yeah, but it's not. (laughs) So funny, so funny, so funny. She's like, Michelle, like she was, I guess she was trying to explain to me like that all of these medications were just messing with with my energy now you know that i understand more what she was trying to tell me i'm trying to to put words in her mouth at the time but basically you know when you have all that stuff in you it's very hard to align yourself with your natural rhythm with the natural rhythm of the universe the natural rhythm of nature so yeah there was nothing she could prescribe to me because it really as long as i was taking those medications i was not going to be able to be in tune with the natural cycles with my natural cycle with the natural cycle of earth with the natural cycle of the day when you're supposed to sleep i mean that's why you know people sleep at night it's the natural pattern pattern of nature but the fact that i couldn't sleep i was on this is where i'm gonna you know in, in inject my my own understanding of energy because of macrobiotics um you know, this is a huge reason why uh, I don't, let me just say this. Medications are more yin energy. Yin energy is upwards and outwards expansive energy. So if you guys have seen on my YouTube or my TikTok or somewhere on the internet where I have posted this, and there's also different, um, like examples people have made and have posted but basically it's the energy spectrum from yin to yang and it just shows you where all the foods fit on that energy spectrum so some foods are more yin some foods are more yang some foods are more balanced and those more balanced foods are going to be in the middle of the spectrum the more extreme yin is going to be on the far end the more extreme yang is going to be on the far opposite end so it's not that anything is good or bad. It depends on where you're at, where you want to be. And food just has a different vibration. Some of it is more yin vibration, upwards and expansive, keeping you up, keeping you up, making your mind go. Uh, And some foods are more yang, uh, slowing you down, making you more centered. So, Um, inwards, downwards, and inwards energy. So medication is made out of chemicals. Chemicals are extreme yin, the most extreme yin. And I was still eating sugar, dairy. I was eating, you know, I was trying to get my, my eating habits just to be like a regular person's because I was in my eating disorder, so I wasn't really thinking, like, I had no concept of this back then, 
but this is this is my understanding now looking back on what this herbalist was telling me and so herbs they are more yin um on the spectrum on the spectrum of yin and yang but they're not as yin as chemicals not as yin as medication so as long as i'm taking this extreme yin like it really is is more extreme than herbs so it's like it kind of doesn't matter it's like in that same energy but it's like so extreme So, yeah, and I mean, it makes perfect sense why I couldn't sleep because yin keeps you up. Yin doesn't allow you to slow down and be centered. It's upwards and expansive. And I'm going to get into this more in other episodes, but yeah, I did have hallucinations. And it's hard to say what medication caused that because I was on many so, uh, you know, um, so, and I would have, and I would have a uh, sleep paralysis and very vivid and lucid dreams. I would astral project. And if you guys have watched some of my videos on YouTube, uh, that's not an experience I wanted to have. And they were very scary experiences for me and now that I know about yin and yang and now that I you know went through that that time in my life with medications it's not a mystery why I was astral projecting without trying because I was on so many medications for so long um and I was already more yin energy just by eating, by binging on sugar. Now add to it Zyprexa, Prozac, Ativan, Lamictal, Geodon, like all these medications. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it's not a mystery anymore. Everything that I went through, it all makes sense. And that's why I... I'm here talking to you guys about macrobiotics, about yin and yang, because when I say, when I talk about macrobiotics, when I talk about energy, yin and yang, the five transformations of energy, it's not a foreign concept. You live it. You have been experiencing it your whole life. You just don't know that's what it is. So those medications were extreme yin. I was experiencing extreme yin discharges extreme yin condition and um yeah i i didn't know that's what was going to happen to me i didn't know i'd be not sleeping for for all the time that i did and honestly people i'm still going through that i'm still going through problems with my sleep to this day so um I guess at the end of every at the end of every episode, I kind of want to answer this question: Would I recommend Ativan to anyone? No, I wouldn't. Would I recommend any psychiatric medication to anyone? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. 
I don't recommend Ativan. I don't recommend any psychiatric medication. <sighs> I recommend a lot of things before considering that option. And I really believe that if you're considering that option, you need to know as much as you can before making a decision because that's a huge, huge thing that you're doing. It's not as, as much as, as it may seem okay and normalized and popular and trendy and cool and the right thing to do today to be like, oh yeah, I'm taking this medication for my mental health. It's not like, it shouldn't be treated that way. It should be treated as a serious choice that you need to be fully aware of pros, cons, experiences from all different types of people like do your research don't just listen to your doctor because let me tell you something is rare that a doctor will be honest with you when it comes to medication of any kind why because the more medication they prescribe the more money they get so it's basically going to a salesperson and asking oh, what should I get? And of course, if the salesperson works off of commission, of course they're going to try to push things on you that you don't need and expensive things that you don't need. So that is what's happening with most of the doctors out there today. They are just going to prescribe medications like that. They're going to prescribe a lot to you. And when you try to ask for like a full ask them like for a more complete understanding of what you're going to get yourself into they're not going to be honest with you they're they're not going to tell you the whole truth and nothing but the truth no they're going to try to sway it to benefit them not to benefit you and whether they're doing that for monetary reasons or whether cuz they really just don't know any better you have to take that responsibility on yourself and do your own research and think for yourself and connect with your own inner guidance and look at the people around you that you know that have taken medication what you have seen in them look for people who say yeah take it and also look for people who say don't take it look for both sides and make a educated decision so that is what I have to say today. That is the story of Advan. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And stay tuned for the next episode of Medicated Michelle. Have a great day. This podcast is made possible in part by the patrons over on patreon.com slash the underscore freedom underscore fairy where you can also sign up and become a supporter to get a personalized reading from me visit my etsy shop not your average card you can click the link in the description of this episode if you like what i have to share please rate five stars and subscribe to this podcast thank you so much for listening your ears and your attention are appreciated. Think differently and live peacefully.